Welcome to the Tortoise Quick Take Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today, Tortoise provides a timely update on trending topics in the market. Thanks for joining us today on the Tortoise Quick Take Podcast. I'm James Mick, Managing Director and Energy Portfolio Manager with Tortoise. It seems like an eternity from when I last spoke to you on the podcast, yet it was only late January. Just a little bit has changed since then. I was praising the Chiefs for their Super Bowl victory, but also talking about the first downdraft to energy stocks due to none other than the coronavirus and its impact on end-user demand in China. Maybe things haven't changed as much as I thought. To start out, I wanted to highlight a little game taking place on the Internet right now. The premise is you replace my kids in any sentence with my coworkers and describe what is going on at your office replacing house. For example, one of the better ones I've heard is, I've been in constant contact with HR about two of my coworkers that refuse to put on pants as they run around the office. We can all use a little humor in times like this. We'll start things off with market performance for the week that was. On the commodity front, crude oil declined approximately 4.1%, while natural gas was also negative, with spot prices down 3.4%. Shifting to equities, the broader S&P Energy Select Sector Index was solid, up 12.2%. Exploration and production companies, as measured by the Tortoise North American Oil and Gas Producers Index, were also in the green, higher by almost 7%. Utilities per the Dow Jones Utility Index ripped, delivering 17%. And finally, MLPs couldn't hold midweek gains as the Tortoise MLP Index declined 3.5%. Let's start with some broad comments and notes before jumping into more company-specific detail. It's important in our view to separate the two issues that are so intertwined, that of increasing supply from OPEC Plus and lower demand due to the coronavirus. The increase in supply is actually much easier to model at this point. We have a pretty good handle on what most all countries can produce at maximum levels. While not good to see a big bump in supply from other countries outside the U.S., it's at least something we can forecast. The demand side, however, presents a much more difficult challenge, yet is also likely to be much shorter in duration. At this point, it's well known, with millions upon millions of people quarantined to some degree, end-user demand will be down and likely down dramatically for crude oil as a result of less movement that requires refined products such as gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. That said, we believe as countries turn the corner on testing rates, infection rates, and hopefully most importantly deaths, we'll see a pretty nice snapback for demand. It's not to say this will be easy. Expect more volatility in not only commodity prices, but also asset prices for all markets, debt, equity, energy, etc. But demand will come back, and with it, a much better environment of certainty for investors. The government stepped up its efforts with a massive stimulus bill to curb impacts from a rising unemployment rate. On the supply side, the increase is clearly not great in terms of timing, with demand faltering. Yet it will present opportunities, as these types of things always do. In this case, those midstream companies with storage tanks housing crude oil and refined products are likely to see a pretty sharp increase in rates as unused storage fills quickly and existing contracts roll to what will be higher rates on a monthly basis. This won't be a panacea of earnings or anything, but will provide a nice tailwind to offset lower demand elsewhere for a temporary period. Some quick hit items for the past week. The rate count, as reported by Baker Hughes, was down 44 for the U.S., 
including 40 on the oil side. Genesis Energy, Noble Midstream Partners, Inlink LLC, and DCP Midstream Partners all reduced distributions last week, consistent with Quinn's messaging from the last podcast about protecting the balance sheet. Note three of the four companies are in the gathering and processing sector, which operate closer to the wellhead and therefore have more ties to commodity prices. A D.C. district judge is requiring the Army Corps of Engineers to redo their environmental impact statement for the Dakota Access Pipeline. Yes, the same pipeline that's been operational for almost three years. Finally, we had three companies within Energy present updates in some form or another. To kick things off, Midstream Bellwether, Magellan, Midstream Partners held a virtual analyst day. Note Magellan operates over 10,000 miles of refined product and crude oil pipelines that are essential to -to day-to-day living in the U.S. The key takeaways were as follows. MMP has a resilient business model, allowing it to continue to pay its current distribution and potentially grow it, despite the challenging environment. Real-time data from their pipeline system over the last seven days showed that gasoline demand was down about 10%, diesel demand was flat, and jet fuel demand was down 15%. Cash flow sensitivities noted an 8 to 15% downside to previous guidance due to lower demand primarily for refined products. Importantly, this black swan event left MMP with 1.1 times distribution coverage and 3.4 to 3.7 times debt-to-EBITDA metrics for the balance sheet in their worst-case scenario. Williams Companies hosted an investor update as well. Main takeaways, management reiterated guidance, but did note they anticipate being at the lower end of the range. WMB highlighted the strong asset footprint and almost entirely natural gas-focused cash flows. They discussed solid counterparty exposure with 90% of pipeline revenue from investment-grade counterparties. Finally, they noted ample liquidity. Semper Energy also held a virtual analyst day. Main takeaways here, reiterated 2020 and 2021 guidance with no equity issuance needed to fund their five-year CapEx program, launched a utility-driven five-year CapEx plan of $32 billion, emphasized ample current liquidity, and management is actively working on phase one of their LNG strategy. With that, we will wrap it up. It was a busy and volatile week. As we all get used to new working environments, we wish all of you luck with your new coworkers and stay safe. Have a great week, and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you for joining us, and stay tuned for our next cast. Have topics you want covered or other feedback to share? Write us at info at tortoiseadvisors.com. Nothing contained in this communication constitutes tax, legal, or investment advice. Investors must consult their tax advisor or legal counsel for advice and information concerning their particular situation. This podcast contains certain statements that may include forward-looking statements. All statements other than statements of historical fact included herein are forward-looking statements. Although Tortoise believes that the expectations reflected in these forward-looking statements are reasonable, they do involve assumptions, risks, and uncertainties, and these expectations may prove to be incorrect. Actual events could differ materially from those anticipated in these forward-looking statements as a result of a variety of factors. You should not place undue reliance on these forward-looking statements. This podcast reflects our views and opinions as of the date herein, which are subject to change at any time based on market and other conditions we disclaim any responsibility to update these views. These views should not be relied on as investment advice or an indication of trading intention. 
discussion or analysis of any specific company-related news or investment sectors are meant primarily as a result of recent newsworthy events surrounding those companies or by way of providing updates on certain sectors of the market. Tortoise, through its family of registered investment advisors, does provide investment advice to Tortoise-related funds and others that includes investment into those sectors or companies discussed in these podcasts. As a result, Tortoise does stand to beneficially profit from any rise in value from many of the companies mentioned herein, including companies within the investment sectors broadly discussed.